It is Orlando in the morning. We're going to switch from hockey to basketball because Brian Ernie is on the line. Brian, uh, Matt's probably rubbing in, rubbing it in a little bit as we speak, but let's talk about the Nets. Uh, do we have to? Yes, we do. <laughs> I mean, what an utter embarrassment this team is right now, man. It is brutal. Uh, brutal. Here's what I don't. Here's what I don't understand. Uh, you know, we all talked about how the Nets were going to be the dream team, and obviously no team was going to live up to that hype. But why are they getting blown out of every game? At least with the Knicks, they lost the, the same amount of games in, as the Nets up until last night, but they were in some of those games. The Nets don't seem to be in a single game. I mean, there, there's really no explanation other than, um, you know, their perimeter defense is awful. Teams are lighting them up in three, including the Knicks last night. I mean... When Iman Shumpert is draining threes and, you know, Pablo Pugioni, you know, it's, it, it's not exactly, you know, a, a, a really, really ironclad defense we're working with here. Um, defense, it's brutal. And, uh, and, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, Joe Johnson really said last night what most fans and most, you know, media members have been saying for a couple weeks now, that this team does not have an identity on offense. You know, it's just... Really, now that Brook Lopez is back in lineup, throw the ball to Brook Lopez, even when he's guarded. You know, throw the ball to Joe Johnson. Hope, hope he makes a play. And everybody else just basically stands around. So it's, it's truly, truly ugly to watch. Here's what I don't understand. I know a lot of blame is going to Jason Kidd. And maybe rightfully so, maybe not. But I'm not seeing anything on the field, that kid, on the court, that Kidd's doing that shows that this is Kidd's fault. What I see is a slow team. They have no speed. They are a slow team. They're definitely a plotting team. They're right now a very injured team. You know, this starting lineup, this dream five, uh, starting five has not been together for what I think for maybe 78 minutes. Um, right. You know, which which hurts. But that being said, I think Jason Kidd made his own problem this week because if you look at what happened with Lawrence Frank and look at kind of how that that relationship melted down, supposedly, if you listen to reports, as early as before the started um you know you have to look at this and say listen it's this reassignment of lawrence frank is basically a firing dressed up um right you know so <laughs> right now it's jason kidd's mess and he's got to clean it up there's nobody else to point the finger at this isn't a coaching by committee thing anymore it's jason kidd's team and he's got to go out and get the team to respond and how they responded to those two games after the frank reassignment um, you know, is two disgusting blowout losses at home. So I don't think it, it might not be as bad um, as things are going for, you know, as things are being made out for Jason Kidd, although his rotations are awful right now. And the team, does, it doesn't look like a team that's playing for a coach that they like very much. But yeah, right. that, that being said, you know, uh, I think it's really got a lot worse with the Frank situation this week. So does Jason Kidd recover from this, and how does he recover from this? Well, that's a good question, because, I mean, a fair question to ask right now is, would Jason Kidd be employed if he wasn't Jason Kidd? Right. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I think that it's going to be really tough for this team, who, you know, retired his number preseason, selling the t-shirts all over the place, it's really a, a legacy-type scenario. You have one of your greatest nets coming home to be the head coach, how do you fire a guy like that? I mean, heck, he's part owner of the team. So how do you fire a guy like that right now in 19 games into a season? 
But truthfully, if this was anybody, Byron Scott, uh, Avery Johnson, TJ uh, Carlissimo, the guy's unemployed. And that's, uh, you know, I don't know how long Mikel Progross is going to wait, but much more of this end, because I, I, I said this earlier in the week to, to a few Knicks fans, this is the team that has to get it done. The future is mortgaged. In, you heard, you know, if you watched the telecast last night, you heard them talk about it. And there's no draft picks to come. I mean, the next four right. years, basically, are their draft belong to Boston and Atlanta. <laughs> so they have to get it done with these guys on the team right now. And eventually, what corner you're going to paint yourself into, if you wanted to tear this whole thing down, would be you're going to end up having to trade Brooke Lopez to get some kind of core to reestablish itself. So if they don't turn this around now... It could be really ugly in the Barclays Center for the next two, three, four, five, six seasons. So let's say they do fire Jason Kidd. Now you're basically admitting that you made a major mistake public relations-wise. How do you fix that? I mean, you would then have to bring in maybe not a superstar coach, but somebody with such a resume that fans will believe it quickly. And is that coach out there? Well, that's that's the other point, Brian. That's a good point. I, I don't know if you can bring in a big-level superstar coach in the middle of the season. I think any big coach that's going to come in for this roster and say, all right, listen, I can get these guys to play, is going to want a training camp. He's going to want you know, a month of the, of, of the preseason to implement his system, to get everybody on the same page, to build some team chemistry. So are you going to get one of the Van Gundys, the pipe dream, the Phil Jackson pipe dream, which is not happening? Are you going to get one of these guys to come in in the middle of the season? No, I don't think so. So unless you're comfortable going with John Welsh and, or, heck, well, you know, Lawrence Frank's not doing anything right now. He's filing <laughs> after the game. Yeah, right. Uh, but unless you're comfortable going somewhere like that, I don't think you're going to get a big-time coach. The only way you're going to, this team is going to save itself PR-wise, and getting spanked by the Knicks by 30 points did them no favors last night, as you can probably tell from my attitude to today. I, I, I just think you got to win. Enough. I, I'm just tired of hearing the nonsense. Win basketball games. Right. And right now, they're not even close. They're getting blown out by 30 points on their home floor to teams that either aren't that great or, but, I mean, how can you even say that? Because it doesn't even look like the Nets are in the same class. So it, it, it's a really, really bad situation right now. We're on the line with Brian Ernie from Nets Blog at SNY. I tell you what, Brian, Matt and I are not in the same room right now. I'm broadcasting live from the Purchase Country Diner at the Westchester Airport. So with that said, I'm going to turn you over to Matt for a couple of questions since we can't see each other. Matt, what do you want to say to Brian or Brian, ask Brian? Well, what I want to say to Brian is take that, man. We're still in, we're, The Knicks are still a team in New York, man. No matter how bad we are. We're I don't still know how much bragging rights that is to the team in New York right now. True, but you did beat the Nets. True, we we did. You're right. You know what? That that's a good point, also. But Brian, I want to ask you. I want to ask you. Moving forward, um, what do you see? You know, what adjustments is Jason Kidd going to have to make in his rotations? Because you obviously don't agree with it. What is he going to have to? What adjustments is he going to make going into the next game? Well, for example, I, you saw it last night, Matt. The third quarter which was, again, the, the fatal flaw for the Nets again. Their and, third quarters are awful. Yeah, and so are the Knicks, too. So, so. The Knicks. You're right, exactly. So now we know how much better the 29th-ranked third-quarter team in the NBA is than the 30th. <laughs> um, I think that you saw Brooke Lopez out there in garbage time, third-unit minutes, which 
it's just ridiculous. First of all, in a, in a big game in the you know in the division, really these two teams are probably going to be the teams battling for the Atlantic because they're not going to be this bad all year, you would think. Why is Toko Shengeli even on the floor? Yeah. It's I, I mean, I don't even know what to say at this point. I think, personally, that Kid is going to have to figure out once the team gets a little bit more healthy, unless Paul Pierce out two to four weeks, but that being said, he wasn't doing anything offensively, so it's really not that big of a step down to Allen Anderson. You have to lean on Joe Johnson. You have to get some of these guys, like Mirza Toledovich, who can score, and right now the Nets can't score and they can't play defense, so they might as well do one of those things well. you got to get them more involved. You have to run this offense and get more creative, get some ball movement. All we heard about was ball movement. You have to get some guys out there and find a rotation that can fling the ball around the floor and get something creative going on offense because, listen, the defense stinks and it's the worst-ranked defense in the league, but, I mean, this, these possessions that they're taking, which are one and done, you know, using up eight seconds of the shot clock and forcing themselves into some nonsense shot, it's not good enough. No, it's not. And let me let me ask you this one last question. Let me get Matt, 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 Matt. I, I, I apologize. And again, we, we got to go. It's all good. Brian, I apologize. I'm watching the clock. I have to get to other things. We we can't see each other, which is why it might sound a little sloppy, which I apologize, but it's for a good cause. Uh, Brian, before we go, talk about the website real quick. Yeah, the site's going well, even if the net season isn't. So uh, we're, we're really happy with how things are going um, as far as content-wise. Um, a lot of great stuff on there for you guys to check out, snynets.com. So if you're into Nets basketball, definitely definitely give it a read, and you'll hear plenty of our uh, our reporting on the situation, even some venting. So check it out, snynets.com. Brian Ernie, thanks for joining us, brother. Thanks, guys.